Hello. You know, fear is such an interesting thing because it's a projection of the mind. It literally is something that the mind creates, a story that it creates about something, which then you must overcome. Must you though? Must you really? Or can you just not tell the story and that it no longer is a fear? I think we feel like, especially with fear, that we actually have to overcome it, right? We actually have to take action to overcome it. But there is a different way. And I've been exploring this in my own life because I've realized that everything, literally everything that I tell in my mind is a story. Every thought that I have is a figment of my imagination. It's, it is, it is literally a creation of my mind, right? So if I fear something and then think that I need to do something to overcome it, then all of that is null and void and I can throw in the garbage at the end of the day. I should be able to, right? Instead of actually doing what makes me overcome the fear so that my mind, so that I prove to my mind that I'm not fearful anymore of it, and so that my mind can tell a different story, how about I just not identify with any of it at all? And this, as in fear, is so subtle for me. It is insane how subtle it is. And it is, and I'm, I guess, grateful for the sensation that accompanies it because I think that's what helps me identify even the most subtle of ways that I fear. And the example that presented itself today that actually. I had literally a second before pressing record for you guys. Literally, I sent a message to my family group chat and it's early in the day, it's around 9.15 and I sent a follow-up message saying, is this message a bit early? I don't want to wake anybody, let me know. And I had decided to leave that message, that second message. And I purposely typed it after the first message so that the second message would appear as the preview on the group chat. Because I want people to see that if I am messaging early um, to let me know and second that I care. That I care about other people's comfort and I think that's I think that I think I overly care and I think that's a problem and it's something that I've been trying to overcome in my life but I took the opportunity today after I wished people a, a beautiful day because I thought of you know wishing them a beautiful day after I took a shower and I was um 
getting ready to sit down here and I thought of, well, why don't I send a second message saying, showing my, my concern and asking people if it's a bit early. And that first part, right, showing my concern, I want people to know that I care because somebody gave me the impression that I, that I don't. And my, and my brother actually came to me telling me that I'm making certain people in the group chat uncomfortable but his reason was that I'm I'm posting, uh, or he said don't don't post so much. And he was like twenty people's phones light up every time you post. And I think about that even before I send one message, which is probably a problem, which is probably why I'm trying to overcome it. And I recognize that, and I recognize that I don't even have to tell that story at all. Right, so I try not to even think about it. I I also want to be considerate of other people, but then there's a part of me that wants me that want them to know that I care about their discomfort. And I think that's a that may be the people pleasing remnants in me. <laughs> and um and that's something that I mean I've been I've been working hard at really trying to reverse and so if I can stop telling all of these stories together then that would truly help me and I know a lot of people pleasers actually go into the field of psychology um, because well I think when you are forced to understand other people I guess at a young age and forced to abandon yourself, then you have to you have to go on this really deep journey of self-discovery and discovering your own worth and discovering your own identity and literally discovering all of you. That's why people pleasing is so dangerous. But after I sent that second message on the group chat asking if this message was a bit early in the day, because I do want to be considerate of that, um, because after my brother spoke to me, I thought about, well, I should probably have like some guidelines about like the times that I send a message, right? So I thought between 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. And I was like, what if I don't have, a, I was like, if I wait an hour, I might not remember or I might not be in the mood because I'm, I'm going to be working on something else. So it was nine o'clock and before I started podcasting, I was like, I, I wanted to wish everyone a beautiful day. And then, so after I wished them, I sent that second follow-up message. And then after I put the phone away and I was about to press record on this, on this voice recorder that I speak to you guys from, there's a, there was a, a flash of sensation of anxiety in my stomach. And this anxiety, the words that were, that were accompanied with it were, love you. And it was a third message that I wanted to send to the group chat because I just wasn't done loving. <laughs> and sometimes it's like that. Sometimes I send multiple messages because I, because my, my communication through writing is, um, is the most direct connection that I have with, 
source and it is the truest reflection of my heart. But I meant to keep that second message um, so that people could see and hopefully let me know if um, if uh, if the message was if I could you know if it, if it was a bit early in the day for them and um, I don't really don't think it's a big deal I think I could have just sent that love you right after but the point that I am making and the reason I'm talking about this is that well my mind made up this story that um i i really just want to be free right with my with my fingers and um and because i had i guess some fear about messaging too much and and this really this deep rooted fear of people pleasing that um that because i decided not to um, or, or some part of me doesn't want to send another message. I had the anxiety in my stomach that was in the form of another message that I wanted to send, but it was already mixed with the resistance of not sending it. And it just all happened together. Like I just, I mean, I'm making sense of it, but it all happened together. This resistance and the wanting, the desire to send that message and the anxiety just all happened together. <laughs> so something so subtle as this if i can understand that it's the story that i'm telling which then i'm trying to overcome but i don't actually have to tell the story in the first place which is that i shouldn't be sending too many messages or that i that i even shouldn't be that i even don't have to leave that second message up there for people to see i can just um i can just say love you and let that let that be the one that people see it really doesn't matter and if i trust the universe then um then the universe knows what is best um and then whoever is meant to see that anyway will see it and then respond and everything that's meant to happen will happen now, um, is this sensation in my stomach um, from the universe? Um, I think it's a creation of my mind, and I've been wondering a lot, especially listening to Abraham Hicks, about when I get an impulse, or I would call it a thought, because a thought I can't really tell is sometimes if it's from the universe or if it's something that my mind is creating which one do I act on? Because I want to act on the one from the universe. But maybe Muji would say that that uh, this separation that I see is a problem. That there really is no separation here. Um, and not that it's actually a problem, but this this separation is not even something that's entertained when we are in the space of awareness. So I guess I guess if I question it, then then it's not true. But anywho, that's just where I am. And I have a lot of people-pleasing tendencies. And I think that those, since they originated with my mother and they were born and practiced first with my family, 
my extended family, which is comprised of my mother's six brothers and her three sisters, and just this really, really amazing, loving family with really beautiful, beautiful hearts, just a lot of a lot of really special people and some really extraordinary people and and everybody's got everybody's got an extraordinary heart everybody's got a great heart that i can that i know and because i was a people pleaser for so long then now that i'm communicating with them again after so many years and i'm an adult and i'm 34 years old and I haven't seen many of them in like years um, I I guess you have to you have to go through this with your family at some point right and I've been free um, on social media with my friends at work absolutely with all the children that I meet, of course, and with their parents who are adults as well. I've just gotten so good at that and, and so free at being myself that um, I haven't really been around my family much and I haven't had open communication with them like this. And um, they don't know me, which is... I don't know, I guess shouldn't shouldn't bother me, but because they have preconceived notions of me and um well they've they've known me before, but the preconceived notions aren't really the problem. It's just that I judge myself for the way that I think that they still that they judge me. I still judge myself at least um somewhat. And so that's what I'm talking about today and um I'm glad that the past few days have revealed that to me and all I know that can come from this is beauty and all all I know that can come from this is well it's it's going to the roots of of who I am and and being myself there and I think that's the that's the true test and maybe every day is a test but I don't think you can be anybody if you're not that person with your family and it's the same idea that you can't help the world if you're not if you don't help your family first right and what does that mean it literally means being congruent it means being who you are and offering what you do for the world, um, being that for your family as well. And I know that for the world, I am, I am me. And I offer this gift of, of truth, of self-reflection, of, of comfortability, of confidence, of self-confidence, of the power to to be yourself and, and to speak your mind, the power to speak your mind and to be yourself and to be who you are. And I can't be that for the world, at least fully, 
if I'm not that with my family because it means I'm hiding some part of me. And so it's interesting how I had to leave my family for many years and I had to build this within myself with others, with um, even my partner's family before I did it with my own, um, absolutely with work and my friends and everybody else literally everyone else, a stranger, everyone else, before I, I came full circle to do it with my family. And I know that in life, everything, everything happens right on time and everything happens for a reason. And everything happens in divine time. So I'm grateful for the opportunity just to be me. And... I'm not going to overthink it. I'm not going to overthink it because I think I, one thing that I've, that has come to mind is that I imagine, I try to be what I imagine I would enjoy. I try to be what I would imagine opening my phone and enjoying reading or consuming. So I just be that. And I know that everybody won't take it, won't want it, won't accept it even. But I watched a TED Talk yesterday that said that there's a general rule of thumb that everything that you put out there, 10% 10, 10 of people will hate it, 80% will be indifferent, and 10% will be your raving fans. And doing it for the raving fans is worth it. But doing it for yourself is the only reason to do anything. And whatever comes of that is just a blessing because at that point the raving fans don't matter the same way the haters don't matter because you do it for yourself and the people that you connect with on a deeper level are just the cherry on top and the people that hate you well um, they probably would have never would not have reached raving fan status anyway if you hadn't if you hadn't been yourself if you hadn't posted and shared if you hadn't been your truth so um I'd rather be my truth have my truth and have people around me who I know I can trust and who I know love me for me I just want the truth and I think every day that's what I want. That's it. I just want that for myself, independent of anybody else. I want to make sure that, that I uphold this truth 
in myself, within myself, and that this truth takes up all of me, embodies all of me, my arms, my legs, my hands, my heart, my head, my eyes, my hair, my neck, my cheeks, my belly, my back, my chest, my hips, my feet. I literally wanted to take up every part of my body and I want to honor it. That's my only goal in this lifetime is to honor my and the truth. And I think that I've experienced this in my writing because, you know, even when I have an idea or, or a message comes to me in my, I don't know, just, just comes to me that I want to send somebody. And when I actually go to send that message, even if it's in the next minute, the message very often isn't identical to how I imagined it in my head. Very often when I actually go to type it, it sounds different, the words are different, so it's not actually what initially came to me. And when I actually go to do it, I find that it's completely different. Or it's just, I mean, the the choice of words is different. There's dot, dot, dots, there's punctuate, like it's just, I don't know. It's even more loving when I actually do it. And um, I guess that's that's how I know that I gotta let my heart free. Um, and even today when uh, I was typing this follow-up message, I actually I actually deleted it because it had some i mean it said the w- the way that i that i typed it even though i added just an extra 3 dots in between i didn't want to put um too many because i felt like i felt like not doing it this time was a gift to myself um and then i wanted to somewhat be firm in this in this message that I sent. And um, that's maybe another story that I was telling because of the conversation that my brother had with me that I, um, that I didn't want to make myself seem, um, seem weak maybe um, in asking you know, for, for feedback, I just wanted to make it very casual, like, if this is something, um, if it's a bit early, let me know, um, but I wanted to put, like, let me know, dot, 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 and, and prayer hands, and I think just because of the, the series of events, it was, um, that's what made me erase that, but, it's interesting because I always, 
I always follow what comes from my fingertips, but I don't know. Today I didn't. And I think that I have been wrong. Um, or not wrong, but in the past. Because, well, sometimes my fingertips type from my ego. And sometimes they type from whatever consciousness, level of consciousness that that I have currently and maybe slightly better, slightly above that level and maybe it's because my fingers just have this gift um, in general where they they've, or maybe they've, I mean they channel my heart so much they've done that so much that I think they have started to um, take on a life of their own. And maybe, maybe I shouldn't get in the way of that. And maybe, especially when the message is even more beautiful than it could have been, but because of some story that, um, current story that I choose to be firm and I usually, I usually don't do that. I don't think I do that, but with my family, maybe I'm more vulnerable than than with other people it's interesting it's interesting well I don't know I guess I'll ponder on this uh, this uh, vulnerability and, and need to to be firm um, because there's something interesting about my fingers that I don't really think I'm supposed to get in the way of, so. I don't know, maybe I should have trusted them and put those prayer hands at the end. I don't know, just all these stories in my head. I love you guys. The The fact that I can even see this, um, this depth and and have this level of awareness is truly uh is truly truly a gift it is i guess i wasn't sure where that was coming from that message in general asking if the message was a bit early that was from my mind in general so maybe that's why that's why i kept it that way Maybe it wasn't even necessary to ask it at all. Hmm. Well, I hope you have such a beautiful day. And thank you for being with me. I'll see you.